You're listening to Humans in Tech. Our podcast explores today's most transformative technology and the trends of tomorrow, bringing together the brightest minds in and outside of our industry. We unpack what's new in physical access, identity verification, cybersecurity, and IoT ecosystems. We reach beyond the physical world, discuss our digital transformation as a species, and dive into the emerging digital experience. Join us on our journey as we discover just how connected the future will be and how we will fit into that picture. Identiv's RFID and NFC solutions verify identities and security in the IoT and are embedded in billions of everyday objects, including medical devices, books, toys, athletic apparel, perishables, and pharmaceuticals. The company's NFC app development, medtech and pharma, authentication, anti-counterfeiting and brand protection, tracking, cold chain, sensing, eco-friendly, and UHF solutions let you create your own products, ecosystems, and experiences. Lee Dow, VP of Global Marketing at Identive, is here to talk with Claire Swedberg, Senior Editor at RFID Journal, the world's leading source of RFID news and information. Claire has driven stories at RFID Journal for over 16 years, and the news source itself is just about to celebrate its 20-year anniversary in March. Claire, Identive is so grateful to RFID Journal as an industry resource. I know I read it every day. Uh, can we? And we truly appreciate how much you have amplified our solutions over the years. Uh, this is our first time connecting one-to-one, so it's so great to meet you. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much for having me. For sure. We know you've been with RFID Journal since 2006, but can you take our listeners through your background? Yeah, that's a really interesting question for me, um, because obviously I'm first and foremost a journalist, and I got my background in news journalism, um, newspapers, television, and you get to a point where you want to specialize. It certainly uh, helps if you can specialize in an area, and I chose technology, so I was covering a lot of Um, technology-based stories, especially I was interested in engineering, information technology at that time. And here's where it gets kind of interesting. I I had a friend who worked at the Associated Press with uh, another gentleman named Mark Roberti. And uh, he was telling me that he had this friend, Mark, who had been working with him in Hong Kong and had come across this interesting technology called RFID. And he said he's not 100% sure what that is, but he knew a little bit that he kind of described as best he could and said, you know, Mark discovered there wasn't much information about this technology out there in the media. And he decided to open a publication dedicated to educating people just about this technology. So um, we had a little conversation, this friend and I, and he told me that as as far as he could understand it, um, RFID could be used in a variety of ways. And the anecdote that he came up with was maybe you could put an RFID chip in your child and then you'd know where they were. And I thought at the time, well, that's that's certainly interesting. I can't even imagine. I could do it. um, I'd do it. (laughs) Every parent understands what he's saying. But as it turns out, the technology, of course, is completely inappropriate for such a thing. You would never do anything remotely like that with RFID. But it started the conversation. And I got talking to Mark and, uh, you know, we started the reality of RFID in stories, which was more around um, the, the use cases of tracking goods and you know, putting tags on pallets and on, on carts or crates or 
you know, items where you can keep track of a large amount of goods that are moving across across a, a supply chain. So as the, as the technology has been evolving, I've continued to cover it. And that's really where you'd have to say my interest in RFID isn't so much one spark as it is. It's just been a growing interest that doesn't leave me because RFID is evolving just as the world is. And it always finds new challenges and it finds new ways to solve challenges. And, you know, the publication RFID Journal is doing the same thing. Um, you know, as long as I feel that we're providing information that people need, then I've got my passion in it. And RFID is serving it up, I have to say. We're uh, changing all the time. I always think it's really interesting to hear how journalists, um, you know, get into the the topics that they become specialists in writing about. Obviously, working in PR and marketing, I've interviewed a lot of people who have a journalism degree, and they'll they'll you know I'll ask them, well, what else did you study? And they say, what do you mean? And I say, well, did you think you were going to write about journalism? Like, what what is your right. yeah? What is your area of interest? You know, is it finance? Is it technology? Is it sports? Like, what is the thing that you know you're going to hang your hat on to write about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you start out in school as a generalist, and uh, lots of people stay in that in that area. That's that's a very reasonable, a real respectable way to uh, to have a career. But if you can find an area of interest, and technology is absolutely fascinating because it's so important and it's growing so fast. And really, a journalist's job is to uh, provide information that's of value. And so, if you can be educating people on anything that's a, something of importance, then you're in a good job. Well, I think RFID, too, is um, it's so interesting because there's so many use case scenarios and possibilities for storytelling, um, Mm -hmm. you know, on how the technology is really changing, you know, the way people live and work and play. Um, So it's definitely no shortage of great stories out there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So like I said, when I originally was writing about RFID, I was in the warehouse. And today I'm all over the place. So I'm, I'm talking to people all over the world. Um, almost on a daily basis, learning about applications I wouldn't have dreamed of. And uh, as long as there's creative people out there, there seems to be new new stories to write about a technology that I'm now pretty familiar with. Well, you certainly have your pulse on the, uh, you know, your finger on the pulse of RFID today. What are some of the major growth areas that you're anticipating for 2022? Okay, so that's an interesting question. And, it, you know, it might have been different if we'd had this conversation a few years ago. Um, the pandemic has changed a lot of things. And, you, you know, you can't even answer that question without thinking about the pandemic and what it's what it's done to the world and, and the industry of RFID or technology in general. So, it, it, you know, that there's there's challenges out there that we maybe couldn't have anticipated. And I guess the biggest one is the supply chain. Mm-hmm. Um, that boy, does that matter to retail and retail has really got challenges in front of it that none of us could have imagined a few years ago. So. RFID is just one of the technologies that is offering a solution. It, it will, it's certainly not going to clear up our supply chain problems, but it will be a tool because if you don't have visibility in your supply chain, you've got a pretty serious problem. So I, I kind of recall when, when things were starting to open up again the first time around with the pandemic and manufacturing picked up again in China and the stores started opening again all over the world. And the retailers just were pulling their hair out because goods were just in unexpected places. Um, maybe maybe the materials didn't get to the manufacturing site and got stuck somewhere, 
or maybe products were in the process of being shipped when the shutdown occurred. Some people were saying they had containers out back that had goods in them and they didn't know what was in there. Um, a lot of people just didn't, they had ordered goods and didn't know if they ever got manufactured and if they got shipped. Um, the, the companies that had some kind of RFID in place told me that they felt they had a leg up. So that obviously helped them. And I think a lot of them expanded as a result of their, you know, having that RFID, they wanted to expand how they were using it. And other companies that weren't using it started taking a look and saying, you know, maybe I need to find a way to uh, bring some visibility to my supply chain, um, not only to solve problems like this, but then, of course, there's the other issue that's going on for retail, which is the the omni-channel. That would have happened either way, pandemic or not. Um, The way people are ordering and purchasing goods is changing, and meeting that is pretty complex. So... You know, some people want want to uh, do all their shopping online. Some people are ordering things and picking them up in the store. Some people want curbside pickup. There's there's so many models now and meeting that challenge over a, a, a very accelerated transformation in this last two years. That's really been a struggle for retailers and brands as well. So RFID uh, is one of the technologies that's there to potentially help that situation. And it's going to be interesting to watch this evolve. Well, I know that over the last two years, I've certainly earned a championship belt in online shopping. Haven't we all? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And and not only just ordering things online and then returning them. Right. Um, That's the other side to this. So, yeah, even more complex. So now you've got goods being returned. Um, you know, how are you going to identify those goods? Are they going back into the, um, you know, the sales? Are they going to be resold? Are you what? What's happening next? So that has been, that is going to be complex, no matter how we evolve through this. And and you know, I'm going to be watching RFID closely to see what happens with that. So how do you see the technology shaping the way the industry transforms in the next few years? Um. Okay, so that's interesting. I think um, RFID tags are getting less expensive. Uh, They're getting smaller and more sensitive. Uh, RFID readers are getting uh, more sensitive and the performance is just getting better and better. So the technology itself, I think, with these kinds of improvements, and of course that happens, doesn't it? Developers get better and better at developing the technology that we need. Um, and, And that's going to mean, obviously, it's going to proliferate. We're going to have more more solutions than we had before and things that are affordable that just weren't in the past. So that's one side of it. And uh, it's, it's just kind of the natural, the Moore's law kind of development. You know, you expect technology to do that. Um, the other thing though, that comes to my mind is the IOT. So, you know, it, it's more than just a, a fancy term. And um, there's so many technologies in the internet of things and RFID is one of them. Um, it's been interesting to see that they can work together with uh, RFID could work with LoRa. It could work with uh, Bluetooth Low Energy. Um, you can use uh, one technology for one purpose and RFID for another and get a solution that ultimately gives you uh, an affordable, hopefully an affordable uh, idea of where your goods are. Even if they travel across the sea or they end up in the, in the wrong the wrong warehouse or the wrong port, you're going to have a much better understanding if you're using hybrid systems. And RFID is getting pretty good at that. 
So I've been interested in watching that evolve too. So through your work, have you seen a need for an RFID developer community? And you know, if, if you do, how beneficial do you think that would be for the industry? Um, I, I can't imagine anything better than getting getting people collaborating who are smart people, understand the technology, and have good ideas. That's, you know, it's really what RFD Journal was about, is to just get uh, ideas out to people. And it puts me in a nice position of knowing how much of that kind of sharing of of information and collaborating people want. I, I get people all the time who say, you know, I just read your story. I didn't know they were doing this. I Can I, can you connect me with that person or or that company and let's 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 talk um that's been something that's been going on since i first started writing about rfid so it's it's uh really important i think people really need to share share their understanding and share what they're what they're learning i think that's very pronounced on the rfid journal website where you see you know how many different industries verticals applications there are for this technology right yeah absolutely and and again you know Without you've got to collaborate to really push something forward. I think you can have you can have a good idea, but when you get together with somebody who can solve a problem for you, uh, then you finally get your action. Yeah, I, I kind of think of a guy that I talked to after a um, I, I delivered a little presentation at a conference about supply chains, and he came up to me after the show and said, "Do you think I could put a?" an RFID tag on an Apple, because he was an Apple producer. And at the time, the answer was no. You, you, if you put an RFID tag on every one of your Apples, um, it would just not be affordable. And you wouldn't get the information that you want because there just aren't readers everywhere that your Apple goes. Um, you know, today, though, it, uh, the answer might not necessarily be no. And that's in part, you know, I think because um, the technology companies are evolving and thinking of things that they can be doing to make this more affordable. And then you got the guys who actually have the apples and can say, all right, this is my problem, though. This is how are we going to solve this? And you have to collaborate in order to uh, to solve some of these problems. So I think overall, you know, for the solutions to really reach that next level, I think you've got to have some more collaboration. I agree. We, you know, at Identiv is really known for being great design engineering partners and, um I think that, you know, as we see more and more people collaborating, you know, on designs and on new ideas and new concepts, uh, you know, again, the possibilities are fairly limitless. Yeah. Yeah. There's another story that I wrote recently, and uh, this this was not RFID. It was, UA, it, well, a form of it. It was NFC, but um, it's the same idea. Somebody had an idea for a piano that you just print on a piece of paper and people could play the piano and you would hear it in your phone because there's an NFC transmission between the phone and the piece of paper. Oh, that's and, really cool. Yeah, and he made a video just to show people that you could do this. He had a son who was a programmer and they just put this together in a few hours. And he said he got phone calls and people reaching out to him saying, I love that. I want to go ahead and order four of those for my family members for Christmas. Yeah. And you know, he said, that's really not the point. I'm, I'm not selling a product. I'm just trying to show, you know, what could be done. And and here's where he, he said, you know, that's what was so interesting to him. He's not one to, to make this product. He needs to get people with good ideas together with those who, who, may, who build the solutions. 
and when you get the toy companies together with somebody who makes uh, potentially that that technology that could could connect a piece of paper with your phone and and come up with a piano uh, that's where you get the magic and and you you have to have that so i find that fascinating that you know some somebody could put together a good idea and that you know it would spark interest from the large companies that might actually move it forward i went to my first rfid journal live this past year and um, I really took the time to not only visit the other exhibitor booths, but also to, you know, check in on the um, different learning opportunities, the presentations. Mm-hmm. And um, there were quite a few. There was one by Lockheed Martin that I found fascinating, um, just about what they've done with the Department of Defense and um, using this kind of technology and just like all of the great learning opportunities. It was really fascinating to me. It's a really great show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I'm glad that you enjoyed that. I've um, I say thank you as if I'm taking credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoy those shows quite a bit. And my job there, of course, even though I work for RFID Journal, I'm there as a reporter. And I just um, move through the floor looking for news. And anybody who goes to one of these shows is likely to see me approaching them because I, I, I'm there to, to uh, get that physical presence of, of you know meeting people seeing their displays if they have a booth or just you know hearing their their bright ideas because that's where things really happen so in your opinion what is the biggest challenge right now in continuing to build adoption of rfid technology i'm going to say education and I, I don't obviously there's other challenges there's always challenges for for any technology but rfid is still a mystery to many people and even with RFID Journal and even with, the, you know, the, the presence that RFID has today and, you know, a lot of the things that we do, um, and there's certainly we've got RFID tags in our homes and, and in our cars, a lot of people are very unfamiliar with the technology still or don't fully understand what it can accomplish. And that's an ongoing challenge that I think we want to keep, we want to keep addressing. We don't want to forget about that. But it should get easier. The idea is there's, you know, there's maybe less pushback as time goes on because people are starting to uh, understand, if not the word RFID, but actually just seeing the technology in action without necessarily having to know the acronym behind it. We just launched a um, a, um, RFID, uh, well, a UHF tag on metal um, Mm -hmm. that uh, is really exciting. It has so many interesting applications. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting to see um, how to get past some of the things that have been challenging. To, you know, again, I go back to 2006 with this. At what time putting tags on metal was just, it, it was sort of insurmountable in most cases, certainly affordably. So when I see companies coming up with these things that are, are resolving problems that seemed at one time insurmountable, I, I find that pretty exciting. It um, is, and, and it's um, if you think about just the, the step change in that period of time, right, um, where we could be heading with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think the on-metal tags are exciting. I think um, sensors are exciting and the things that can be done with them with a passive tag. Um, you know, today people can get a lot more information than just an ID number, and they can do it on form factors that were just unapproachable just a few years ago. Like, like metal, or like very small objects, like a lipstick, uh, like things that have uh, liquids. Uh, it's, it's quite fascinating. Well, like I said earlier, you know, we're just so grateful to 
um, have a publication like RFID Journal and the great reporting that you do. Um, it's just always very informative. Like I said, I read it every day, and I always learn something new. And it's just a very interesting um, world out there that's enabled by RFID. Yeah, Lee, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And thank you so much for being a reader and, and uh, for supporting the, the publication. It's, it doesn't work without, the, without that. Thank you so much for joining us, Claire. Yeah, thank you for having me. The all-in-one UCreate NFC mobile application platform makes it easy to develop, prototype, test, and successfully launch NFC-enabled applications. This ecosystem was built for developers new to NFC app development and includes a software development kit, curated collection of NFC tags, a mobile app, technical support, and documentation. With UCreate NFC, the possibilities are limitless. Learn more at identive.com. Meet UHF RFID Tom Labels. Our thin RFID on metal portfolio is a flexible way to tag and track metallic items with the highest ultra high frequency performance. Tag any type of metal item in industrial applications, container tracking, metal based commodities and goods, bike tagging, and practically any application in the automotive industry. Learn more at identive.com. Physical security, identity verification, the IoT. The hyperconnectivity of our lives will only grow more pervasive. As technology becomes more automated and experiences more augmented, it's up to us to preserve our humanity and use new tools and trends for good. The only question is, are we up for the challenge?